We have a new crop of uh, young men coming up. So with Alan and Jeff, Dean, your job is in jeopardy. (laughs) Ah, Dean, we love you and we miss you. May the Lord heal him quickly. And I hope we'll see him Wednesday here. Uh, He has, I believe he has the flu. So keep praying for him. Two years ago, I uh, started a a message, and this message was from, if you open your Bibles with me, to uh, the book of Mark, Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, Mark chapter 4. I read uh, from 30, verse 35 through 41. A passage that is known, and we read it, we teach our children, we have it in Sunday school. And I started this message, and I spoke two parts of this message. And I said, one day, the third part, I will preach it sometime. It's been two years ago. I will tell you when I preach the second part, uh, maybe I will ask you, and you will tell me. No, it's not going to happen. Uh, in my Bible says, Jesus stills the sea, and on that day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us go over to the other side. And leaving the multitude, they took him along with them, just as he was, in the boat, and other boats were with him. And there arose a fierce gale of wind, and the waves were breaking over the boat so much that the boat was already filling up. And he himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And being aroused, he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Hush, be still. And the wind died down and it became perfectly calm. And he said to them, why are you afraid? How is it that you have no faith? And they became very much afraid and said one to another, who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? May God bless his word. And the title of my message two years ago was, let us set sail. If some of you remember it, okay, the very first part, it's, it, it's in three parts. I gave two. The very first part was the call. I, I said, cut the rope. Remember that? Okay. Cut the rope. And second one is leave your comfort zone. Leave your comfort zone. We are happy with our comfort uh, uh, Am I bringing memories to some of you? Okay. Leave to comfort zone. Even I forgot it. Okay. And then the third part of that message Move forward. Move forward. Then the second message I preached last year on September, uh, the day, or Sunday, the day before Labor Day. And I spoke about the obstacles that they faced. The storm. Do you think a storm is an obstacle? And then the bad timing that they thought Jesus asked them. To sail. And we left it there. And today, I want to take the third part and speak about it. 
The third part is, what is the Lord, Lord's purpose? The Lord's purpose. Or underneath that, why the storm? Why the storm? What's the purpose? Without any intro. And I will try to finish on time. The number one, the purpose of the Lord, of taking them on this trip, to cross the Galilee to the other side, he wanted them to have their faith increased. The first point, faith increased. Faith is a daily necessity, whether one is getting married, taking a job, struggling with an illness, facing a difficult situation, or overcoming a certain handicap. And faith in God is the cornerstone of our lives. We have to realize that. We build everything on faith because we came to the Lord in faith. And we live by faith. And the just shall live what? By faith. One psychiatrist once said, when I learn a patient has no faith in God, I dismiss the case. There is nothing to build on. Remember that. Nothing to build on. Here's a test that the disciples had to go through. And they needed it. And it was a great and big one for them. They woke him up, as we read, and said to him, Teacher, don't you care that we are going to die? They're scared. And how many times we act the same way? How many times we go with the same experience? It shouldn't be the boat. It could be something else. It could be a business transaction. It could be a storm in the house. It could be a storm in the, in the church. It could be something in your life that you're experiencing. And you're scared to death. And what happened? You either, we either run to the Lord and ask him to help us. Or we run like Elijah ran. Was Elijah a great man of God? I bring his name because I want to remind you what happened. Was he, after killing 450 50 prophets on Mount Carmel, that great God came down from heaven with fire that consumed the sacrifice and licked the ground and dried everything else. Great, great victory for him. He heard Jezebel said, wait till I get my hands on him. And one woman made him run and run and run to the desert. And you know what he said? He said when, he, when Jezebel threatened him, he said, Lord, Lord, please take my life. I am no better than my father. It is enough. Oh, Lord, take my life for I am no better than my father's. I want to die. And don't you care that I am dying? Maybe we don't say that. But we get scared. And our faith 
is shaken and we tremble. And we say, what's happening to me, Lord? What is this experience? A business transaction that falls completely apart. And you have, you're liable to lose lots of money. Your household might be in danger. Your job. How many times we have experienced threatening elements in our job. And let me tell you one thing. And how God made you go through it and escape. Don't you care that we are being threatened? We are going to die. And you know one thing? The disadvantage that we have. In fact, maybe one of the many disadvantages that we have is we do not pay attention to what the Lord tells us. We don't remember his words. He is, when God speaks, every word means to him. He doesn't throw words like us. He doesn't say, I love you, and we don't mean it. When he says, I love you, he went and died for you and me. He meant it. He means every word. The doubt comes. Follows fear. And when fear strikes, doubt starts working. Right? Did you experience that? I did. I did in my life when I was growing. But listen to what he said. If you listened well, you wouldn't say we are dying. The fear will dissipate. Doubts will go away. Listen carefully to what he said. Let us go over to the other side. Do you doubt his word? And what does it mean? Let's cross the lake. It doesn't mean someone to interpret it. Did they remember what he said? I don't think they did. This is why they panicked and we panic. Because we do not remember his word. Teacher, do you care that we are perishing? But what happened then? This is, this is a... a uh, Word that should encourage us today and make us grow more. He got up. He silenced the wind and the sea and said to them, to the, Why are you fearful? Why are you timid? Do you still have no faith? And what was their reaction? They looked at each other. Imagine yourself in that boat with 12 disciples looking at each other. Oh, Who is he? What is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. They haven't been through such an experience before. They saw him healing the sick. They saw him raising people from from their dead. They saw him perform many miracles. But they've never heard him talk to nature. They never heard him. Calm the elements of the nature. They never knew him as the creator. And because of that, he said, let's take that trip because I want you to see a new dimension. I want to increase your faith. I want to make you men, truly men, tough men, that you can take over and conquer the whole world. And when he did that and calmed the sea, what do you think happened to their faith? Oh, relax. 
Oh, how many times after we go through a, a horrible experience and the Lord make it pass and resolves it in a way that we never thought he would resolve it. After that, we says, yes, we have a great God. After the fact, right? We have such a great God. I tell you right now, we have such a great God before the storm and after the storm. And we should not question why the storm at all. Oh, what is this? Who is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. And their faith, I'm telling you, their faith increased so much. One of God's people wrote a a song, actually a poem, and it was made a beautiful hymn. And I wish we can sing it one day. And it says, whether the wrath of the storm tossed sea, or demons, or men, or whatever it be, no waters can swallow the ship where lies the master of ocean and earth and skies. They all shall sweetly obey his will. Peace be still. Peace be still. That's our God. A.B. Simpson, one of the great men of God, uh, once said, you will never learn faith in comfortable surroundings. I repeat that. You will never learn faith in comfortable surroundings. So, if you say, Lord, increase my faith, you are going to have uncomfortable surroundings. You're going to experience few little things. Maybe bigger things that I'm saying. So if you're going through a situation, if you're going through uh, uh, a certain uh, test, shall we say, okay, please remember, you will not be overcome by the test if you are a child of God, but you will overcome the test. And you will grow. Your faith will grow. And then when you are facing another situation in the future, and you are going to face it because God is going to increase your faith, you will say, wait a minute, I'm not going to panic. I'm not going to panic. Let me see. I mean, I will look at the past a little bit. Look at the past. There's a big track record there of, of victories. Say, he was with me in the past. He will be with me today. And he shall be with me tomorrow. Amen. Faith, their faith was increased. They knew him as teacher, as I said, healer, the man of miracles. And if knowing him as the creator who can command the wind and talk to it, if this, is not, if this does not increase their faith, what does? You know, they were with the creator of the whole universe, but they did not realize it. They did not realize it. He was the one who measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and marked off the heavens by a span. Lord, I would say this morning, we're still in the morning for four minutes. Lord, teach us to know that as long as you are in our lives, no harm shall befall us. That's a guarantee. He says, no harm shall befall you. Help us to trust you in good times and in bad times. In fair weather and stormy weather. Help us to always know that you are the captain of our lives. When he was sleeping, they thought they can navigate the little boat. But they couldn't. When they woke him up, he could navigate it through and reach the other side. And help us, Lord, 
to know that faith ends where fear begins and fear ends where faith begins. Martin Luther once said, and I quote this, it was an encouragement for me. I want to read it to you. If I did not see that the Lord kept watch over the ship, I should long since have abandoned the helm. But I see him through the storm, strengthening the tackling, handling the yards, spreading the sails, a more commanding the very winds. Should I not be a coward if I abandon my post? Let him govern. Let him carry us forward. Let him hasten or delay. We will fear nothing. And that's what should be our stand in the face of any storm we, we face. And I guarantee you, when we face storms together, and we went, when we know that we have a God who never fails, He will never abandon the ship. He will never leave us nor forsake us. Let me assure you of one thing. We will reach to the other shore. Don't be pessimistic. And said like this. Oh, we're dead. We finished. We're done. Two million people. The children of Israel. We're dead. Moses, why did you bring us here? We were eating better there. They were not eating anything better. You know what they were eating? Onions and garlic and what have you, though it's good for the health. I like it. <laughs> they were not eating meat or anything. Why did you bring us to die here? So just wait to stand and see. What? Amen. Just see the salvation of God. If God is with us, no one can be against us. Church, stay close to God. And whatever you're going through, is it a job that you are in need for and you've been waiting and waiting? Do not doubt, do not fear. Your faith is going to be increased through it. And one day, soon, God is going to give you the desire of your heart if it is according to his own will. Remember what you're going through. He only wants you to, be, to make you a better child. A more obedient child. A more surrendered child. A child fit for the kingdom he's preparing for you and for me. Okay. What's the purpose we said? Faith is increased. Right? Now, the second purpose is promotion. You know, I'm optimistic in life. I expect always good things from our God. And you know what? He is the source of every good thing. And if you think bad things happen to you because God is the source of bad things, wrong. Bad things happen to us because of us. And God corrects it. Did the Lord disqualify the disciples? I want to ask you. Oh, you're not fit to be disciples. Did he do that? 
So let me ask you a question. When we behave like them, is he, is he going to tell you, Adol, you, don't fit, you are not fit to be my, son, my child. Is he going to do that? Did he ever do that? Remember that. There is a promotion after that experience. He encouraged them and told them to put behind them the fear, the doubts, their weaknesses. And one simple example should remind us and uplift us this morning. Who was the one who denied his master? Do you know? Peter. Peter denied him. He began to curse, swearing, I don't know this fellow you are talking about in Mark. Same, 14. But later he repented. And when he repented, the Lord found him. I said, Peter, yes. Lord, you're talking to me. Peter, yes, Lord. He found him and made and gave him the most honorable responsibility for a man who can have under the sun. What did he tell him? Peter Shepherd my sheep. Is that a promotion? From a doubtful, denying, fearful Peter. Where were the disciples on that day when that cross was uplifted and Jesus was on it? They were scattered. They were fearful. They doubted. They didn't know what to do. They were hiding. Did he retire them? Peter, you're no more fit. This is your severance pay. I don't need you anymore. You failed. Did he do that? Oh, Peter, you need a leave of absence? Or Peter, I I need to put you on a Performance plan. Performance improvement plan. PIP, they call it at Safeway. Right? Am I right? Do they? Did he? Did he put you on that? Did he say you're not fit? You, you, you failed me. You failed in this situation. No, he did not look at that. At all. He gave them a second chance. And he gave Peter more than one chance. And he's given you and me all the chances in the world to succeed. This is God. This is our God. A God who encourages us. How many times you tell him, I will walk, Lord. I will not do this sin. I will not fall into it again. I will. And you see yourself going and falling into it. What does he do? Does he strike you more? Through an experience, he brings you back. Maybe if he has to pull you by your, by your ear, that's fine. If he has to strike you a couple of good, good beatings, that's fine. But the end result is a great experience with the Lord Jesus Christ. He promotes you to a different, a higher level. And I guarantee you through the storms that happen to our, in our lives. And the, through the storms that we experience lately, we are a better church. You are a better Christian. You are feeling far more better. You know that you can stand in the face of the wind and say, the wind, let it blow. I know Jesus Christ is standing with me. 
And it is enough to listen to the charge he gave them. That he never, he forgot this, this completely. That storm, that experience is forgotten completely. And here's the charge. Go therefore. Who? The twelve disciples. These are the ones who failed completely. Who failed the test. Go therefore. Make disciples of all the nations. Teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you. What? Until the end of the age. That is our God. Promotion. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for God to promote you? Just put yourself in his hands. And they went out. They went out and preached everywhere. Did they obey his... his this is the secret is obedience. And many people say, Adol, you always, you always, you know, hit on obedience. Let me tell you one thing. Obedience is a surrendered life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you say, I, I, sir, he will... He will increase your strength and he will promote you to go out and do marvelous things for him. Yeah, the Lord worked with them. He confirmed the word by signs that followed. And let me tell you one thing. Not one of these disciples was the same again. I prove it to you. He, not one of these disciples were the same again. They have grown. Their eyes were open. Their faith increased overnight. They have matured into men worthy of their calling. They were promoted through this experience and others. As we see them later taking, taking the world by a storm. And the word of God says in Acts 17 chapter 6. These men. These men. Fearful men. Doubtful men. Unlearned men. Uneducated men, these men, have turned the world upside down. My word to you today is whatever you're going through, whatever situation the Lord has appointed to go through in your life, seek His will. Obey Him if He tells you what to do. And when He tells you what to do. And say, Lord... I am at your service. I, I serve. I will do it. I know. And go into prayers. And let me tell you, the promotion is around the corner. Around the corner. Question. Do we go through these experiences in life? You can't say no. I do, and you do, and we all do. It is dark sometimes. It is stormy. The church and the believer are tossed upon the sea of this world. And you know the world doesn't like us. You know that. The world is not in love with you and me. We should be in love with each other as a family. But we should take Jesus and present it to the world regardless. At times the situation is very threatening and dangerous. And our hearts are very fearful. But, but remember this. What made the difference then? And what will make it now? Is that he himself was in the boat. Is he in your life? 
That's the big difference. It's not by your strength. It's not by my power. But by my spirit, says the Lord. It's not in our total knowledge. It's not because we are clever. It's not because I know how to do, how to deal with people. Not at all. It's through God's power. If He is in your life, you are going to succeed. If He is the master of your ship, you are going to succeed and be promoted. And whatever promotion you have now is nothing, nothing compared to the promotion when you are going to be in heaven. That's the real one. But first and foremost, we are going to succeed and cross the sea. That's the difference. That's why he allows storms in our lives and hurricanes sometimes to make us men and women tough, courageous, elite soldiers for the cause of his kingdom. Someone said, and I quote, circumstances should discipline, but should never, should never dominate us. Circumstances should discipline, bring us closer, but should never, never dominate us. Final word, rest assured, dear Christian, that he is and will be with those who trust him and have faith in him. So whatever is weighing on your soul, on your heart, turn it over to Jesus. He is the one who can solve any problem we have. And after that, promote you to be a different Christian. Whatever burdens you're carrying, lay it aside. And every sin you know of and call on him. He wants to raise you up. He wants to promote you to a higher rank and elevate you with the tender and loving ways to make you a worthy ambassador for him. He promised he'll be with you. And he is with his church. Let me tell you, he'll never leave you nor forsake you all the time. One last word. I want you to remember before you leave here. Did they reach their destination? Let me hear it. Yes. Yeah, they reached their destination. Yes, they did. And you will reach it too. And you will reach it too. May God bless you. And may God give us the strength as a church to go forward for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's bow our heads for prayers. Our Father, we thank you for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who is in our lives. And he will never allow any storm to overcome us. But he will give us strength over fear and doubts and promote us to be good men and women and good soldiers, elite soldiers for the kingdom. Bless each and every one here tonight and we pray if there's anyone who's unsaved, he will take the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. For there is no life outside Jesus and in him. There is life and life eternal. Dismiss us, we pray. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen.